0: The Dallas Stars will be one of many teams looking to improve through free agency this offseason. And on today's show, we will take a look at some of the more underrated names on this offseason's free agent market. We'll talk about Ricard Raquel, Frank Petrano, and Ben Sherratt on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Every day, I'm your host Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey credential member of the Stars media coming to you on this Tuesday, June 14th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by today's episode and making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day, be sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. Leave a five-star review if you like what you hear, it just takes a couple seconds and helps the show tremendously. You can also find and follow me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis. You can also find our show as well at Locked on Stars. Be sure to give us a follow there if you do not do so already. And if you've been listening to Locked on Stars throughout the summer, you know that we have spent a lot of time talking about potential trade targets for the Stars free agent targets, uh, you know, even guys at the prospect level that could be potentially making their NHL debut soon. And I want to shift our focus back to the free agent world. And we talked a lot about some of the big names on the market, guys that likely will not come to Dallas, but we like to fantasize and wonder what if uh, someone of a huge caliber could come in and potentially shift the Dallas Stars from a playoff contender to a conference finals or even Stanley Cup finals contender. Um, But today I want to take a more realistic outlook at this free agent market that is offensively loaded and talk about some guys, two guys that are on the offensive side of the ice and one defenseman that I think could be underrated throughout this entire summer free agent process, if you will, across the NHL. They will be buried under some of the bigger names uh, and more attractive names, if you will. But I think these guys could still make a big impact wherever they land. And that includes Dallas, which I don't expect Dallas to land all three of these guys. For all I know, they won't even get close to landing any of them. But I do think that all three of them could be good, beneficial additions for this team. And it's only a matter of time before we see where these players end up. Will they resign with their former teams or will they look to come play somewhere else? And will they come to play in Dallas, Texas? And the first guy I want to talk about is a current member of the Pittsburgh Penguins That is, of course, Ricard Raquel. This is a guy who, like everyone else that we're going to talk about today, was moved at the trade deadline this past season. He was an Anaheim Duck and was a part of that organization for the entirety of his career up until the middle portion of this past season where he was sent to the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I'm not entirely sure if he will stick around to see another game in a pins sweater he only got to play two games this postseason due to a head injury that he suffered in their round one matchup against the new york rangers and this is a guy looking to potentially settle down here pretty soon and be in a city for an extended period of time as i was reading up doing some research on ricard Raquel, found out that he and his new wife they are expecting a a child Um, sometime soon to my knowledge Um, The child has not been born yet but they are getting very very close so they're getting very close to starting a new family so it would make a ton of sense for raquel and his that entire family to look to be in one spot uh, because that would certainly make their lives a lot easier on the not hockey side of things and while doing research for that i did see some quotes from raquel saying that he would be interested in staying in pittsburgh However, as much as he says that, and I'm sure that there is some genuine truth behind that, I don't know how likely that is with how many other free agents that the Pittsburgh Penguins will have to tend to this summer, like Letang and Malkin. Those are two other huge names on this market that obviously those guys are you know synonymous with the Pittsburgh Penguins organization. In the 21st century, those are guys that even though they're getting up there in age, it won't be easy to just let them walk away and go play somewhere else. So they might bring them back, as well as many other UFAs that are on the roster right now. So lots of moves coming for the Pittsburgh Penguins this summer. Who knows if Raquel will still be in black and yellow at the end of it, or if he will be allowed to walk and explore some different Options, But this is a guy that is just meant to be that perfect second-line winger. He can play either side of the line, and obviously that's why the Pittsburgh Penguins brought him in. Uh, He had 20 goals, 21 assists, 41 points in total throughout this entire season with both Anaheim and Pittsburgh. I mean, this is just a a perfect guy uh, that that really could benefit any team offensively. I mean, he has at least 30 points in all but one season since the 2014-2015 campaign. He is just that guy that's going to go out and get that secondary scoring that you need, especially a team like the Dallas Stars. They could benefit greatly from a guy. I mean, if 30 points is all he puts up, I think that we can live with that as Stars fans because that means he's being involved offensively, whether it's goal scoring or whether it's setting up his teammates with assist, whether it's Tyler Sagan at the center position, Dennis Karyanov maybe at the other winger position. I think that the possibilities are endless for how good of a second line player that a guy like Ricard Raquel could be, and only 29 years old. I mean, this is a guy that still has quite a few years ahead of them in the NHL if he's able to stay healthy, but also still has plenty of years experience in the National Hockey League. He could provide some really nice veteran expertise, veteran experience, and that is key whenever you get into the tough grit and grind parts of the season as well as the playoffs so I think it would just make a ton of sense for the stars to go out and get him his cap hit was only 3.8 million dollars last season and probably won't be demanding or expecting too much more money than that or much more money than that however grammatically correct to say that I mean you look at a guy like Alexander Radulov who for the Dallas Stars was making 6.25 million dollars last season I mean if we can sign a guy like Raquel for half of that I think that is a win For this Stars team, especially because I think Raquel will produce much more than Alexander Radulov did, just because he's younger and still has quite a few good days left ahead of them in his NHL career. And then even going back to the whole family situation, I mean, you look at a guy like Joe Pavelski who came to Dallas and now is kind of living out the late days of his career in Dallas. I think he's a great example to look towards. You know, a guy looking to settle down with a young family. Obviously, Joe. Still has a son who is a little bit older now, but still uh, the young stages of a family life for the Pavelskis. And Joe, just from everything we've seen and heard from him, he and his family do love being in Dallas. Not saying that Dallas is better than Pittsburgh, although I do believe that. Although I've never been to Pittsburgh, but I would have to imagine that Dallas, Texas, as great as it is and as great I think it is, would be a nice place uh, to raise a family, especially as a professional athlete. I mean, this is a great market for professional sports in Dallas, a relatively good place to live. Not perfect by any means, but I think could be an interesting aspect to consider when Raquel is ne- potentially needing to make a decision if the pins don't bring him back. And. All of that said, um, outside of just the cities themselves, I do think that the Dallas Stars are in a better position than the Pittsburgh Penguins. I mean, just the Penguins are kind of at this stage where some of their stars are getting older, whether that's, you know, LaTang. Or Malkin or Crosby, guys that could be departing or retiring, and their prospect pool isn't that great. I think a lot of lists have the Pittsburgh Penguins prospect system ranked in the bottom half or, you know, 30, 31st, 32nd in the NHL. So this is a team in Pittsburgh that could very soon be experiencing some bad years where maybe they're not full on tanking, but they're not making the playoffs. And if they are making the playoffs, they aren't going very deep. Whereas I think Dallas has the potential to be a team that could be making the playoffs for the next several seasons. And if they play their cards, right, could be making deep runs year in and year out. So if I'm Ricard Raquel, I would prefer a situation like that in a warmer city. You do have to take that into account as well. Pittsburgh up in the North does get quite a bit colder. Dallas, a little bit easier of a city to live in, in those colder months. But all of that said, I think it would make sense for Ricard Raquel to come to Dallas to play for the Stars. It's just a matter of if the Pittsburgh Penguins look to extend him or if they will let him walk. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. And you know the people at Built Bar are always coming out with amazing new flavors. Well, this time, Built Bar has truly outdone themselves with their new flavors mud pie flavor and for the first time ever built is introducing this new mud pie flavor in both a traditional built bar as well as a built bar puff you're not sure what mud pie tastes like well if you're a chocolate fan you better sit down for this one the new mud pie bar is rich with whipped cream and chocolate mousse smothered in 100 percent real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream crumble You've got to try this new mud pie flavor as soon as possible, and you need to hurry because this flavor will only be available for a limited time and it will sell out quick. Visit built.com right now to taste the deliciousness for yourself. Luckily, we have saved the best for last. It's actually very, very good for you, this new built Bar flavor. All built Bar products are low calorie, high protein, and low sugar. Mud pie is packed with 16 grams of protein, only 150 calories, and 8 grams of sugar. It's like your mom baked the most delicious, creamy chocolate mud pie and wrapped it up just for you. Go to Bilt.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Bilt.com. Hey, Stars fans. Dane here. We have an important favor to ask you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast better than ever. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcast. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you guys so much for your help. Now let's get back to today's episode. Welcome back into this Tuesday episode of Locked On Stars. This is your host, Dane Lewis here. Thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. We are continuing to talk about underrated free agent prospects that the Dallas Stars could pursue This offseason, we talked about Ricard Raquel of the Pittsburgh Penguins, and now we are shifting our attention to another team in the Metro Division, a team that was recently eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoffs and talking about Frank Vetrano, a guy that almost was the hero of Game 6 in the Eastern Conference Finals. He scored that game-tying goal before the Tampa Bay Lightning came and took the lead, what, 19 seconds later. Uh, But nonetheless, still a, a great playoffs for Frank Vetrano, who was a part of the Florida Panthers at the start of this season and then was traded to the New York Rangers, where he had five goals, eight assists, 13 points in total throughout this most recent playoff runs for the New York Rangers. And this is another guy that is in the middle of his career and isn't making too much money that I think could be a great fit in a middle six role with the Dallas Stars. He's 28 years old. His cap hit was $2.5 million last season with the Panthers and the Rangers and he's a guy that can do a little bit of everything. He's never been 100% known as a defensive stopper, but Vitrano has been slowly getting better at that over recent seasons, including this most recent stint in the postseason with the Rangers. If you go back and look at some of the plays he made, he obviously did score a handful of goals in the postseason and a few against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But what really stuck out to me when watching Vetrano was his defense. And, you know, a lot of it wasn't these dazzling plays or these really crazy highlight reel type plays. It was the small things. It was breaking up plays from the opposition it was poking a puck away at a crucial moment in an offensive sequence for the tampa bay lightning or any other team that they played in the playoffs this is a guy that is continuing to expand his 200 foot game which i think is absolutely vital for a player like him he's a little bit smaller he's only 5'11". he's just under 200 pounds but still a really nice solid offensive player who i think could be a great complement to Rupé Hentz on the second line. And what I mean by that is you have Ropey on that top line for the Dallas Stars playing really solid offense, but also being a pretty nice defender with his speed and size. And then you have a guy like Petrano on the second line who is just kind of a light version of what Ropey Hentz could be. A, de- a pretty decent, solid scorer and a guy who is continuing to expand his defensive prowess, which I think would complement a guy like Tyler Sagan and potentially Dennis Gurionov quite nicely or even if you move a guy like Vetrano to the third line or maybe he gets some minutes with a guy like Vlad Nemestikov I think that could look really intriguing as well like I said he can score with excellence never really been a hogging the spotlight kind of player Vetrano always kind of been flying under the radar even going back to his days in Florida and even Boston where he spent the early days of his career never been a massive point scorer never scored over 40 points, the closest he got was in the 18-19 season with the Panthers, where he had 24 goals, 15 assists, 39 points in total. So I think that he could be an excellent complement to this current Stars roster, and that he could fit the bill pretty well because he's a guy that could come in and be one of those under-the-radar signings like a Michael Raffle or Luke Glenn guys that didn't really demand the spotlight in their former teams or in their former cities, but still made a great impact on the Dallas Stars and never really got too much attention here in Dallas either. I think he could be another one of those really solid pickups that could benefit this team immensely, and I'm really excited to see where a guy like Vetrano goes because I still think he has a ton of good days ahead of him. The only caution that I would extend to other stars fans or people hopeful that Vetrano could come play for the stars is that some of his numbers this past season, especially with his time in New York might be a little inflated because he was playing beside Chris Kreider and Mika Zabanjad which are two of the better offensive talents of this past season, especially Kreider, who was in the 50 goal club. One of the best goal scorers that we saw this past season and Zabanjad had a really nice season himself don't know if a guy like Vetrano would be playing alongside guys as talented as Crider or Zibanejad. So that's something to keep in mind, but I don't think would totally hinder him because like I said, he had some nice seasons in Florida and Boston even before coming to New York. So it doesn't really bother me too much. I still think that he could provide great assets to the Stars roster and definitely a guy keeping an eye on as free agency gets rolling in the middle of the summer and especially around draft time as well. I think he could go under the radar wherever he goes, but I truly hope that we can see him in victory green for something under $3.5 million. Not sure how likely that is, but that is the ideal situation for me if the stars look to pursue a guy like vitrano this summer. All right, time to close out today's episode of Locked on Stars, talking about our final free agent prospect that could potentially be wearing victory green next season. And now we're shifting our focus to the defensive side of the ice and the guy who currently plays in the Atlantic Division, talking about Ben Sherratt, defenseman who was traded to the Florida Panthers in the middle of the season from the Montreal Canadiens with a $3.5 million cap hit, 31 years old, and just. At the end of the day, a pure defenseman, a guy that is putting the defense in the word defenseman, nine goals, 17 assists, 26 points was his stat line in the regular season. Last year, this is a guy that has been purely known to be a defensive presence. He can do just enough on offense to keep teams honest. He can get that nice shot from a blue line every now and then, or help set up an offensive play. But really, when you look to sign a guy like Ben Sherratt, you're looking to add defensive power. And again, this is another really interesting guy This across the entire landscape of the NHL because when you look at the free agent market this offseason, it is loaded with offensive talent, especially at the centerman position, but even a ton of really talented wingers. But when you look at the defensive side of things, things are not as attractive on that side of the ice. Sherratt might be the biggest name in the defensive free agent market outside of a guy like Crystal Tang or John Klingberg. So he could be an underrated addition for any team, and I think that he will be heavily sought after this offseason because he is a a top three, if not the number one name in this defenseman free agent class. So definitely keep that in mind. This is a guy that I, I, of the three that I'm talking about, I think this is the least likely person that we could sign, but I think it could be a move that the Stars could look to make if the Florida Panthers don't re-sign him, and if no other team is really chomping at the bit to add them add him rather to their roster. And he could come in and be a replacement for a guy like Andre Sekera, who is up there in age. I believe he's probably played his last games for the Dallas Stars. Obviously he would be getting a lot more minutes than Sekera did this past season. As like I said, Sherrod is only in his early thirties and he could complement a more offensive minded defenseman on the roster. Uh, I don't know if he would play a lot of minutes alongside Miro Heiskanen unless Heiskanen took that next step offensively. But I think he could provide a great big body presence for the stars, which they still need because they need to still uphold that strong defensive culture that they've had over the past few seasons. We've talked about on this show that a big emphasis this offseason will be to improve the offense, but that doesn't mean the Stars need to totally neglect the defensive side of the ice. I think that is still important to uphold the expectations that we would have for them going into this next season. A strong defense can still take you a long ways. However, you do need that offense to complement a strong defensive core, and I think Sherratt could make this defensive core Really excellent next season if he were to come to the Dallas Stars. Because at the end of the day, Miro Haskinen is a great defenseman. I think he is going to be a top five D-man in the league for years to come. And especially with the likely departure of John Klingberg, uh, he's really going to be the guy here in Dallas as far as defenseman goes for the next season. Again, that is if John Klingberg leaves, which right now I still am under the belief that he will because I believe he will want to get more money than the Dallas Stars are willing to pay him. And if he does leave, there will be a need for another solid veteran to come in and take his place. I don't know if a guy like Sherrod will play the exact same role as John Klingberg, but as far as that veteran presence on the blue line, I think Sherrod would fit that role perfectly. He's a guy that has been around for several seasons now in Winnipeg, in Montreal, and now even most recently in Florida. I mean, definitely not the flashiest guy, especially offensively, doesn't have the offensive prowess of a guy like John Klingberg. But again, he does have that really big frame and he could cause a lot of problems for teams defensively. I mean, 6'3", 234 pounds, that is not a body size that you come across very often in today's NHL. And I think he could provide immense value for the stars and make life incredibly difficult on offense for teams offensively across the league. And I think he could compliment guys like Yanni Hockinpah really well, help elevate the game of Ryan Souter, and even be a nice mentor to guys like Thomas Harley. And, and also, we don't know what's going to happen with Joel Hanley this offseason. I mean, he does, I believe, still have one more year left on his deal. Yeah, 31 years old, you know, making $750,000 next season. The Stars could look to, you know, buy him out or, or get rid of him somehow. I don't really know what the future looks like for Joel Hanley. And this decor in general, the future looks a little bit odd um, just with what prospects could be coming up, and so it could be difficult to get Sherrod on this team. However, I do think that he could be that nice, solid veteran presence that could set the tone for the Stars defensively, and you might say, oh, Ryan Suter could do that. No, he can't. With all due respect to Ryan Suter as a person, don't think that he is quite what the Stars need as far as a guy that sets that defensive tone because I think Ryan Suter was too often a liability on defense for the Stars this past season. I think Sherratt focusing more on defense could help be that backbone that we would really need to see for the Stars this coming season. Again, this is a guy of the three that we talked about today that I don't know if it'll happen. I can't imagine it'll happen. I think he likely ends up going somewhere else because, again, he will be one of the bigger names on the market for free agents, especially as far as defensemen. But I still think he's an underrated name across the entire market because, again, they're, it's so top-heavy loaded with offensive talent. You also even have guys like P.K. Suvan uh, on the defensive side who could also take up some space as well. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for stopping in and making us your first listen of the day. For your second listen of the day, check out the Locked On NHL podcast. They are covering the Stanley Cup Finals like nobody else with daily episodes Monday through Friday. You can find that show free and available wherever you get your podcast at. Just like the Locked On Stars podcast, be sure to like, follow, subscribe to our show on YouTube, your favorite podcasting platform. Leave a comment, a rating, or a review if you like what you hear. You can also find and follow me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis and our show as well at Locked on Stars. Thank you guys so much again for tuning into the show. We will see you back here tomorrow.